of every man craves a great adventure, but life doesn't usually feel that way. Jesus speaks of narrow gates and wide roads, but the masculine journey is filled with many twists and turns. So how do we keep from losing heart while trying to find the good way when life feels more like a losing battle than something worth dying for? Grab your gear and come on a quest with your band of brothers who will serve as the guides in what we call the masculine journey. The Masculine Journey starts here, now. Welcome to The Masculine Journey. We are really glad to have you with us today. You know, I'd like to say that we're all very energetic in the studio, but other than Robbie, we're all kind of tired. <laughs> well, Jim's not. I'm not. No, no. But it's, it's He's been of, studying Micah. I usually, that's right. I usually but, am the one that's <laughs> yeah. softball. And, yeah, it's just the rest of us are kind of like, uh tired. Anyway. It's no great. real place to go with that. I just was making well a with these clips tonight. I'm I'm pretty sure we'll jazz things up. Oh, we're going to be excited. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're continuing a theme. You know, what? we love themes. We do. We and start we, a theme. It's going to be one week, <laughs> and then it's two, then it's seven, or twelve. And we milk it. We do milk it. <laughs> we find a way. We're getting the cream tonight, though. Yeah, yeah. So, so we've been talking about the topic of boot camp. Now, this is what our fourth week. Yes. Okay. And so the first week was. Can anyone remember? Yes. What, what a boot camp wasn't. What it wasn't. And then the second week was, do you remember, Jim? Well, I wasn't here, but I'm pretty sure it was. was. What a boot camp was, <laughs> right? And then after that, we did one last week, which I don't remember what it was. <laughs> <laughs> I told you I'm tired. Why come to boot camp? Why come to boot camp? That's right. That's Why not? Right. And, then, and then tonight is the... Um, Why not? Why not? Why not, yeah. No, it's what we hear when we ask people to come to boot camp. Why they can't come. Why I can't come to boot camp, right? Because we ask people all the time. I mean, you guys, I mean, you're a bunch of us in the studio today, you've been asking people. I'm, I'm sure assuming. pretty, well, I asked John Belushi back in the 60s, it might have been the early 70s. Listen, or, the, or the 80s. Yeah, or listen to what he said. <laughs> okay, let's see what John Belushi had to say. I had a flat tire. I, I didn't have enough money for cab fare. My trucks didn't come back for the cleaners. An old friend <laughs> came in from out of town. Someone stole my car. There was an earthquake, a terrible flood. Locus. That's the one, Locus. <laughs> <laughs> They're always telling me, Locus, I can't come to boot camp. You know, it, it's one of the things, it's, it's a double-edged sword a little bit, because we also always say, well, God will have people there when, when God's ready for them to be there. Right. right? And, and that's what we ultimately know. But sometimes people need a little bit of continued reminder of, hey, this is something that can be really good for you. It's something that God's really calling you to come be a part of. You know, I know all of the lives in this studio has been changed tremendously by a boot camp or we wouldn't be here. Oh, yeah? The radio show wouldn't be here. You know, none of this would be here without having attended a boot camp and coming to yeah, levels of healing and understanding and deepening relationship with God and just all these things that you you can't really even describe adequately on the radio. Yeah. And and But yet, when we ask people, you know, it's hard to to share what it is. And so, you know, quite often we get these excuses and most often that to me they sound kind of like a grinch yeah that's where i was gonna go <laughs> you know it's uh you can tell you know i mean people have everybody these days has a busy life you know i, I don't know very many people even people i know that are retired are probably more busy in their retirement a lot of times than they are before they retired right life is busy but this is what you do end up hearing a lot of times when you talk to somebody when they, they really don't know what else to say is you hear something more along the lines of this. Now about those hoots inviting me down now on such short notice. 
Even if I wanted to go, my schedule wouldn't allow it. Four o'clock, wallow in self-pity. Four thirty, stare into the abyss. Five o'clock, solve world hunger. Tell no one. Five thirty, jazzercise. Six thirty, dinner with me. I can't cancel that again. Seven o'clock, wrestle with my self-loathing. I'm booked. Of course, if I bump the loathing to nine, I could still be done in time to lay in bed, stare at the ceiling, and slip slowly into madness. But what would I wear? It's not a dress, it's a kilt! Sicko! Stupid. Ugly. Out of date! This is ridiculous. If I can't find something nice to wear, I'm not going! Ooh. Ah. <laughs> mm. That's it, I'm not going. <laughs> I forgot that part was at the end. <laughs> like, what's going on here? He had the uh, Yodler's costume on. Oh, yeah, on, he did. And, That's right. And he thought that, we all thought that was going to be it where he could go. But it, it's very interesting that, you know, what happens in the movie is that Cindy Lou Who has disrupted him and then invited him into an adventure that would significantly change his life. Right. And, but he's got the excuses. You know, it, it's hard. It, it is hard to free up time. You're talking about typically a, a Thursday evening after work for most people. If you're not coming from a, a distance at all from Winston-Salem, you know, a lot of times you can go ahead and work the full day on Thursday, but then you have to take Friday off, which is, which is hard sometimes for people. But then you have Saturday and then you're, you're home by midday Sunday, you know, and it's really not that much more of your weekend than it would be if you were, you know, just taking a day off to go to a ball game, you know, a baseball game if you're a baseball fan, or to go somewhere on a Friday. You know, you're really just taking about the same amount of time off. You know, I think about how many times, and we talked about this before the show, <laughs> Sam, that you hear this. Well, I can't go Sunday. I have to go to church. <laughs> That's usually my favorite one, you know, because what runs through my mind at that point is I don't have time to spend with God because I need to go spend time with God. <laughs> and I think God's big enough to be at both places. So really, you know, if you want to be at either one, he's probably going to be there. Okay. But it, it reminds me all too. And in fact, the whole idea is this, that, you know, people are so hurried with time. I had a car salesman once that had earned all these points if he could just get a certification it was worth about three thousand dollars to him if he would just take this test and finish it and every time his name was scott barwick if you're listening you know this story scott that <laughs> i would say go upstairs and get your certification i can't don't you know i have to make a living i have to get out there and sell a car and i said well you're, you're out there worrying about a hundred dollar commission you got three thousand dollars upstairs why are you concerned about having to make a living when you got all that upstairs and i and i think about it that people are all that concerned about their schedule when a little disruption on God's part and a lot of prayer, like we talked about last week, is, you know, what what does God have in store? What does, where does God want you to be that weekend? And if so, you know, 3000 is a lot more value, you know, than a $100 commission. All right. Now, Jim, you've, you've been coming to boot camps for, I don't know, a long time. I mean, when was your first boot camp you went to? My first one was two, 2003, right. and that was a good one to go to. It was in Alaska. Yeah. But uh went to the Colorado ones, and I pretty much started up with you and Darren mm-hmm. and went to a fair number of those. Um, first of all, I like missing church on Sunday since I'm a pastor. It's, it's a day <laughs> off, so <laughs> I 
probably going to get in trouble for that one, but uh, it is a time, and I hate it when I miss one, so I don't make excuses anymore. Other than last time, I already had a cruise booked, so you guys stuck that date in on me after I was already... (laughs) A lot of us ended up missing the last one, yeah. (laughs) Uh, At least he took me out in a very pleasant way. Yeah, (laughs) a little bit more than others, but... Yeah, now when you've talked to people, you know, and whether it's been in the church, out of the church, it, what do you most often hear when you when you talk to people about trying to to get to them? Because you know what's going to do for their heart. You know, God's going to do something amazing for them, right? But, yeah. But what do you hear when you try to get them to come? And it really is you can't convince people how powerful it is. So I hear the same one you do. I'm too busy, and a big one with the folks I invite is I can't afford it. So I offer to pay for it, and still, more often than not, those guys don't make it. Mm -hmm. So it's really not, what we hear is not the real reason, and we want to look at what that might be. I think one of them is scared, because it is different. Yeah, I don't know that they know what they're going to have to face. Yeah. Right. Now, Brian, you've you've invited uh, a handful of people. I know you've yep. invited a bunch of people. How's that differ for you, or is it about the same of the things you hear? Yeah, I, I went to my first boot camp 2014, I think. Um, and I think I told you, Sam, the year prior, maybe the year prior, maybe mm-hmm. six months prior, that I was too busy or, you know, I'm going to mm-hmm. try to make it next time, whatever the excuse may be. But for me, typically um, – this has made a big impact in my life, first of all. So I, I tend to talk about it a lot to close friends or whoever at church, mm-hmm. whatever. Um, so for me, I would say that most people probably already know what I'm going to ask them, and you can kind of see it in their eyes like, oh, no, he's asking me. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I think for me, it's mostly uh, let me get back to you. Let me uh, think about it. Let me see what I have going on. And it's, it's usually kind of a blank stare, but um, – you know, I think us just being ready to explain it, like Robbie said, that's why we did this show a couple of weeks ago. What is a boot camp and what's not? Because some people really don't have any idea. So, it it is tough. You know, I went to my first one. I I didn't um, I didn't make an excuse because I had to make plans. I had to make a plane trip. I had to do all those things because I went to Colorado. And and for me, it was after having read Wild at Heart. Yep, and God had already done a lot of work in my heart, and I was looking forward to what He was going to do there. Right, but you know, we get into this day and age, and a lot of guys just don't like to read, you know. And it, and it is hard. I haven't. I can't tell you the last time I sat down and read a full book, you know. I mean, I I really can't because of busyness and other things. But you know, when something can grab your heart like that, you know, and then help you get there, really helps. But if not, it's going to be for words from people that they they love, they trust, they know. One uh, excuse I forgot, and that is very common, is spouse. And that's the worst one I can think of because she is going to have the greatest benefit more than likely from your going. And I think most wives would agree with that. Yeah, you know, so get rid of your husband for the weekend. But it's not just spouse or kid. You know, I don't want to be away from my family. Yeah. And and, and it's really kind of tragic when you think about it. It's just, it's a similar thing where, you know, you're going to learn <clears> – <throat> You know, how, in this relationship with God, He's going to take you places with your family you never would have dreamed. It's not only that. I mean, it's generations and generations that could be affected. 
and you know there's so many excuses but if people only knew what it would do for not only them but their family and others but I remember, I, you know what I did with my father years ago? Because <laughs> I don't know how many of these I invited him to, and he would, you know, I turned his own words against him. <laughs> he was a car salesman like myself, so I, I knew how to handle his objections. <laughs> was he'd always, you know, when he wanted to go fishing or something, son, you got to put it on the calendar. And so, I, you know, I was like, next time I ask him, <laughs> Dad, we got to put it on the calendar. So get your calendar out, because we're going to put the boot camp on the calendar. And that's how he ended up coming. Yeah, and then he, he's come to, what, three? Yeah. Yeah, which has been pretty cool and been an active part of him. Uh, go to maskandjourneyradio.org to register now. We have one coming up. That would be the word register. To register now. We have one coming up March 21st through 24th. Again, maskandjourneyradio.org. Go register. We look forward to seeing you there. Hi, this is Sam with Masculine Journey. I'm here with my son, Eli. We're going to talk about ways that you can help support the ministry. One way you can go to smile.amazon.com. There's information on our website there on how to do that. Then you can go to facebook.com where you can click the donate button. Or you can go to masculinejourneyradio.org. Once again, look for the donate button. Or if you want to mail something in, mail it to PO Box 550, Kernersville, North Carolina, 27285. What God does at Masculine Journey Radio Boot Camp. When I first got here, I was kind of closed off. Didn't really want to talk to anybody because I thought it was stupid. I didn't believe. I'm not going to lie to you. I feel like each person who spoke kind of chipped away at this feeling I was having and chipped away at this mask I was hiding behind. I've never heard anybody speak about God and Jesus and the way we're supposed to feel like you guys have this weekend. What a gift. $199 Masculine Journey Radio Boot Camp. Go to MasculineJourneyRadio.org. I keep trying to find a light on my own apart from you. I am the king of excuses. I've got one for every selfish thing I do. What's going on inside of me? Now, Jim, you picked that song. I've never heard that song before, so you have to tell me a little bit more about it. Uh, well, I was surprised that you'd never heard that song we sing it regularly at our church and i thought everyone did but it's a great i i want to say 2000s i don't i'm not good at remembering names or things 90s all the way back there then i'm more of an 80s guy when it comes to ccm so but it's one that has been around a while and it's one i've always identified with because i am the king of excuses I'm sure that's not. Never mind. <laughs> but excuses. The CNC Music Factory is not who you're talking yeah. about. No, <laughs> no. contemporary Christian music. Oh, there we go. Okay. <laughs> but excuses aren't the only thing, and they're not my biggest problem. It's really rationalization. Okay. I can come up with good ways to convince myself that this really isn't what I need to do, and like this, a lot of that is. Uh, I I need to play some Civilization Six rather than sit down and read my Bible because that's more fun. And, you know, that may be, that was a silly example, but I can rationalize just about anything. I think for a lot of, a lot of people, a boot camp can be, they don't know what to expect. Right. They don't know what it's going to require of them. Right, you know, I mean, they don't really because there's there's t- things that we talk about on the air, 
You know, I want to get to this Fresh Prince clip, Robbie. You know, that I want you to set it up here in a second. But, you know, there's things that come out in a boot camp. Not every boot camp and not for everyone. Everybody's boot camp experiences we've talked about before, each time is unique. As many as we've been to individually, collectively, they've all been unique because God's had us in a different place. We've been in a different place in, in our relationship with him, in our healing and all that kind of stuff, you know, that God makes them all unique. But people can tend to be afraid they're going to have to deal with some issues. You want to talk about this clip a little bit? Yeah, this one's a little harder to listen to than the Grinch or John Bellucci. <laughs> it's from Fresh Prince. You know, it's not the king of excuses, but there's actually a scene where his dad has come back into his life briefly, briefly and promised him this adventure that he's going to go on. And, of course, he is now trying to get the uncle to take him off the hook because he's got a bail on it and he's making an excuse. And, and – as you listen to this clip, I want you to think about what Brian said, or I know it makes me think about what Brian said a moment ago about the generations of my own family and how things are adjusted because we don't go on this adventure with God. We don't get closer to him. And oh, how I wish personally, you know, I think the consequences of this clip in my own family, had I been able to go to a boot camp, you know, when I was just becoming a father rather than, you know, after my son was in his 20s was and i sure don't need him for that because ain't a thing he could ever teach me about and that's that's how upset he gets after but it's coming the beginning right here I'm still gonna take the trip oh bull bull will is not a coat that you hang in the closet then pick it up when you're ready to wear it his life goes on he's not supposed to be here for you you're supposed to be here for him you get off my back now you're gonna tell will or not i'm not gonna do your dirty work for you uh, I'll call him from the road. Yeah, then why don't you do that? Yeah, I'll do that. Daddy O! What's up? Will, <laughs> I'm glad you're here. Um, some business came up I gotta handle. So we're gonna have to put a, our trip on hold. You understand? Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's cool. That's cool. Just, just for a couple of weeks. Mm -hmm, I understand. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe a little longer. Yeah, whatever, whatever. Look, I'll, I'll call you next week and we'll iron out the details, okay? Yeah, yeah. It was great seeing you, son. You too. Lou? Yeah, um... I'm sorry, Will. You know what? Actually, this works out better for me. You know, the slimmies of summer come to class wearing next to nothing, you know what I'm Will, saying? Will, it's all right to be angry. Hey, well, why should I be mad? I'm saying at least he said goodbye this time. I just wish I hadn't wasted my money buying this stupid present. I'm sorry. I, you know, if there was something that I Hey, could you know do. what? You ain't got to do no, nothing, Uncle Phil. Hey, you know, ain't like I'm still five years old, you know? Ain't like I'm going to be sitting up every night asking my mom, when's daddy coming home, you know? Who needs him? Hey, he wasn't there to teach me how to shoot my first basket, but I learned, didn't I? Hey, I got pretty good at it, too, didn't I, yeah, Uncle Phil? Did. Got through my first date without him, right? Mm. I learned how to drive. I learned how to shave. I learned how to fight without him. I had 14 great birthdays without him. He never even sent me a damn card. The hell with him! I ain't need him then, and I don't need him now. Will. Will. Now, you know what, Uncle Phil? I'm going to get through college without him. I'm going to get a great job without him. I'm going to marry me a beautiful honey, and I'm having me a whole bunch of kids. I'm going to be a better father than he ever was. And I sure don't need him for that, because ain't a thing he could ever teach me about how to love my kids. How come he don't want me, man? 
So I, I listened to that clip, Sam. You know, I've been thinking about my own dad, and I, he, he's at a stage of life that's kind of unique in that, you know, he's 88 years old, and recently, just because of low sodium and all this stuff, he started hallucinating, for lack of a better word. And all of a sudden, I saw a dad I never knew. I mean, he was talking to Michael Jackson, and he was having conversation, eating hot dogs that weren't there, and all sorts of interesting things. But was really cool for me was to see my dad smile the way I'd never seen him smile and begin to snicker. I've never seen my dad snicker and just kind of giggle and just kind of be playful. And it was like there was this little boy in this in my father that I'd never seen. I never got to enjoy that man. And and of course I'm excited, as Jim said, that I get to enjoy him in heaven like that. And I'm even glad I got to enjoy him for the hours that he was going through that. But I think of what I've robbed my kids, because, you know, Paul says, put off the old man. And, and we have that in our daily prayer that we do. And all of a sudden, I started to realize that there's this old crab that I have built up, me, right? And the boot camp helps us get rid of that post, that, that person that can't have fun, that can't laugh, that can't, you know, be who Fresh Prince's dad really was underneath all that was going on there and really wanted to be for Will. You know, the, the worst thing that could happen for Will is to stay exactly where he's at in that clip. You know, because when I look back, be, before God, I'm going to play another clip here from that has Rafiki in it, which has some great advice here. But if you live in that vow stage that Will's at right now, I'm not going to be my dad and you never get healing, right? right. You may end up doing some great things with your kids, but you never get to the point where you're able to do the things that God really calls you to do with them in a deeper way. And so part of that thing that God sometimes makes you do is go in and deal with those old things, right? Because he knows he's got to get them out of the way to get you back to the man you were before all that stuff happened to you. Because if you ever watch the show Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, it's a fictional character, obviously, but Will's a fun-loving guy, right? And you see the elements of that character, but there's this big wound in his way that keeps him from really accepting life. And so I want to go up to a clip from The Lion King in which um, Simba's dealing with not wanting to step back into the past. And Rafiki gives him some great advice. Looks like the winds are changing. Ah, change is good. Yeah, but it's not easy. I know what I have to do, but going back means I'll have to face my past. I've been running from it for so long. Ow! Jeez, what was that for? It doesn't matter. It's in the past. <laughs> yeah, but it still hurts. Oh, yes, the past can hurt. But the way I see it, you can either run from it or learn from it. Ah, you see? So what are you going to do? Just a very short little thing there, but I didn't want to leave Will stuck there because God won't leave us stuck there, right? And, and, and I think for, for men, sometimes that's hard. Because we don't want to step back into some of those painful places. For ladies, too. They don't want to step back into them. They seem to be a little bit more willing than guys are a lot of the times. But, you know, God may call you there. Or, you know what, he may not call you there for four more boot camps. But where he does call you is going to be someplace really, really cool. Right? And any excuse that you can have, you know, maybe it's not having time with the family. But, Rodney, you had a, a, a thing to say about the family, right? Yeah, and the, and again, back a good point right there is, 
the sooner you step back and deal with it, the better off you're going to be as a man. Mm-hmm. And you talked about family, and it's like, well, hey, this is a great opportunity to be with the family. Invite your son, especially in a teenage year, son, high school, college. It's a great time, great time for somebody to go to the boot camp before, like Robbie was saying, hey, I wish I'd have done it when my son was two instead of 22. Hey, do it before you're even married, before you get into that relationship so you know how to treat your your wife, your future spouse. And when you have kids, you know how to start off with them. You've already dealt with your wound. Maybe it's behind you and you can have a whole new life. And the generational thing that Brian talked about is kind of start setting that up. There's a lot that can happen in a young man's life that you really want to set up early and mm-hmm. let him know it's okay to have that wound and deal with it than to go down the road and keep putting it behind you because the further behind you it gets, the harder it is to drudge it back up. It is. The more embedded it gets. I know that you know, God dealt with me with a lot of wounds over the years, but one of the wounds that um, until I dealt with it, I kept hurting my kids in that same kind of manner. It, you know, it had to do with, with my, my sister, and I won't share it on the air right now. I've shared it lots and lots of times, but um, she would cut me off, never let me say things, you know, would be very rude. And so when my kids wouldn't listen to me, it would infuriate me, right? And until God dealt with that wound, I didn't deal with their heart as well as I needed to. Because when they would act like that, it would remind me. And the enemy was there to push against that thing, saying, see, that's how it feels, that's how it feels. And then I'd react out of woundedness, right? And so I couldn't be the dad I really wanted to be. I wasn't even able to be that person, no matter how hard I tried until God stepped in. Now, Robbie, I want to say something to you. I've watched you with your son. You're a lot different dad than you were when I first met you. And you do love your son a lot differently than you ever have. Yeah. And, I, and he knows it, and he feels it, and he sees it. Right? You know, one of the things when I went to my first boot camp, I, I really regretted my daughters were older. You know, because it was like, well, dang, I wish I would known this when they were little. And the one of the things that's really cool is with God, it's never too late. Yeah, because, you know, thank you even just... You're with Sydney a couple weeks ago, and you're just more prepared to help her with that stage of her life. Yeah, you just learn to love on them differently. So regardless of where your kids are, regardless of what your excuse is, regardless of what you're saying, come to the boot camp, March 21st through 24th. There's no reason you can't be there. We'll hold back the locusts. We will. (laughs) And if it's finances, reach out to us. We'll figure something out. But come to the boot camp, MasculineJourneyRadio.org. God's got some amazing things for you there this time. And we want to see you there and see what he does with you. And you get to see what he does with us. How cool would that be? MasculineJourneyRadio.org. Register today.